Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hi there. Thank you for checking in on the Wardrobe Boss podcast. I'm Eliza Perilla, personal stylist and home organizing coach, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. And today we're talking about the best accessory to any outfit, hair. You know, hair is, it's my number one accessory for any outfit. And they say your hair is your crown. Yet many men and women are not sure what style is best for the hair and they depend on a stylist. So today my guest knows all about a great haircut and great style. Gina Almona is the proprietress of Blow It Out New York and she really knows her craft and she's here to share her wealth of knowledge on hair and styling it and how to properly care for it. Gina, thank you for joining the conversation today. Hi, Eliza. Thank you for having me. Gina, you know, hair is really important to making a style statement. And sometimes people ask for styles that their hair won't adjust to. So what does a good hair consultation consist of? I always ask and I always say people show me pictures. People show me of different textures that are not like their own. So I always say you have to consider the face shape. You have to consider the texture. You have to consider that our hair changes as we grow their lifestyle of every day. You know, are mm-hmm. they going to take care of it at home as they're going to, you know, when they leave my chair um, on a daily basis um, for the most part? I try to always meet them halfway and let them know before they go any further that they also have to meet me halfway to achieve the look that they are looking for. So how about if a person gives you a style and you're like, in your mind, you know immediately Mm -hmm. her hair texture is not going to work with this style. Then how do you approach that, especially if the person continues to insist that this is what they want and you as a professional know that this is a great idea, but not for their particular hair? So that's where I try to meet them halfway. I explain to them, you know, with color and treatments, we can get as close as we can to it, but are they willing to upkeep it? A lot of times they, you know, they want to do it, but are you willing to be in my chair every six weeks? Are you willing to take care of this every three months? Because if you're not, then, you know, it's an investment. It's an investment. So if you're not going to keep up with it, it's not worth the investment. Got it. You know, Um, and if I don't think it's going to look good on them, I will let them know from the beginning. Are you a hairstylist who looks at people and knows exactly what would look best on them? I do. I always look at people and I say I can rearrange their whole head in my head. And I, you know, I can say, you know, they can use this and you know, three inches off or five inches off, or they would look great in short hair. But again, are they willing to make the change? That's the biggest question I always ask. Are you ready to make the change? 
And some people are like not ready to make a change and they go, I think in their mind, like, oh, I'm ready to, to get a new hairstyle. But then when they get in the chair, it's a whole different ball game. And you're right. Commitment to the style is a whole nother level of sitting in the chair. What percentage of people would you say stick to the commitment of the upkeep of a style? So personally, as a stylist, and um, I always have them pre-book their appointment because I know that they're walking around with my name on their head. Yeah. So any good stylist will have you pre-book your appointment and you try to get them on a routine. Right. So you know that they're going to keep up with it, whether they do or they don't. I am going to say out of my personal clientele, if they are happy with what they leave with, 95% will stick with it. Right. Percent that are a little, you know, flip-flop about it that, you know, I don't know if they, they say they're ready to commit, but they're not. But that's just life in general. Right. So people with curly hair generally have trouble finding the right stylist. Like that's really a thing for people with curly hair. So most definitely. should they know before letting someone cut their curly locks? Because there are so many stylists that say, I know how to do your hair and they don't. So please talk about how to cut curly hair. Well, I explain, you know, I, it, it's all with training. I always explain curly hair does not grow straight. So if you're going to cut curly hair straight, it's not going to work. It's their background. They do have salons that are specifically for curly hair. Right. They also have classes like myself that I've taken outside of the salon curly hair classes. So considering whether they're a master curly hair stylist, I um, definitely would take into consideration when cutting curly hair because it is definitely a totally different technique. So you're saying they have to have a certain technique to cut curly hair. Yes, there is a totally different. You probably Mm -hmm. have to cut it on an angle is what you're saying. Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily an angle. It depends on, it depends on your, your total look. It depends on, you know, your goal of, you know, your, and that's with anybody. It depends on your goals. So the way you cut it, it depends on your goal. Now with curly hair, curly hair, if you cut it straight, think about it. If it doesn't grow out of the root straight, right. it's twisting as it grows. Right. And you cut it straight, it's going to fall like a tree. It's going to look like a, a tree. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot more texturizing. There's a lot more, a lot more technique that goes into cutting curly hair. Do you think it's bad when people have curly hair and then they want to do like, I don't know, these Brazilian treatments and stuff? Does that compromise the texture of their hair? And doing so I personally, I, I personally, I explain to people, if you, um, I educated in keratin treatments for many years. Um, I personally use uh, keratin complex because it helps to control frizz. It doesn't necessarily break the bond of the hair the way straightening treatments will do. Okay. It self-releases out of the hair out of over time. So curly hair is like a tree trunk. It's round. Uh-huh. So when you go in with a keratin treatment, all it simply does is alter that round to an oval to help control frizz. 
but not actually change the pattern of the curl. Okay. So Brazilian treatments, I don't know if I necessarily would recommend. Again, if you're looking for straight hair, it will break the bonds of the hair. It's not going to self-release out of the hair. And you have to be willing and understand that your root is going to be a different texture than your ends. Okay. See, that's something that's great to know. Um, I believe a signature hairstyle is a great confidence booster. So what should a person do if they hate their hair after the stylist is done? Like how should the person handle that? That's happened to me so many times and I've walked out like, yeah, it's okay. And then I've cried at the, you know, when I left. Poor thing. That was cool, um, but I'm just saying. No, no. I am a firm believer that through your consultation, this is where choosing who your stylist is going to be. Through a consultation and a proper consultation, you won't walk away unhappy. If you do, we can, you know, you have to say something. So because it is an art and it can be changed. We cannot make hair grow, but this is why a proper consultation is so important between the stylist and a client. You know, if you, I don't feel like I would move ahead with something as a master stylist unless I felt confident that my client is ready for it. Do most, do most master stylists charge for consultations or is it part of the haircut or does it, like, how does that work? Um, most, no, there's usually not a charge for a consultation unless you're going into a really big, big salon. But for the most part, no, there is not a charge for consultation. I do free consultations. I want the person to be comfortable. I want the person to be confident because it's a trust. You have to trust the person and feel comfortable and confident that they know what they're doing before you move ahead. You're looking at yourself in the mirror every single day and you have to love what you see and what we do for you. Right. It's part of your confidence. It's your crown. It's exactly, you know, it's hair is your crown, you know, but again, you have to, to me, it's your best accessory. There are people that don't wear accessories. Their hair is their accessory. Exactly. That's a great point because you're right. There are some people who don't wear makeup, who don't wear hair. Now, how is it for you as a hairstyle? I mean, this is, Right. Maybe a little bit weird because you are my hairstylist and you've been doing my hair over 20 years. Right. So um, and for me, there's it it just speaks for itself. Right. That you've been doing my hair for that long. When a person needs a different style, how do you as a stylist talk them into that? Because I know that I remember I had one style for 20 years and um, Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to change from that. And then one day I just cut it all off. And that's a really scary thing to do. But uh, one thing I learned about that was that um, it's kind of easy for people to stay stuck in a style when that style works great for them. Anna Wintour, perfect example, right? She's never changed from the blunt, you know, the, the little haircut that she has. So how does a, if a person goes to you, how do they know when it's time to change the hairstyle? That's I always ask. I always ask even my... 20 year class and I feel it's super important to ask, are we doing the same thing today? It gives them the opportunity to say, I'm ready to change this or I'm ready to maybe we can tweak this 
Maybe I was thinking about going a little lighter. Maybe I was thinking about warming up the color. So it's up to me to plant that seed in their head and ask this no matter how long I'm doing their hair. That's a great point because every time I sit in your chair, you do ask me that. And I actually think about it. I'm like, oh, do I want to go a different way? Do I want to stay the same? And it's something I actually don't even think about until I'm in your chair. So that is a great point. Um, it's, a, it's a question that I believe every stylist, no matter how long you're doing anybody's hair, you need to ask because people are ready for the change. But sometimes they're just so comfortable and they're comfortable with coming and getting the same thing over and over that if you don't ask the question, they're never going to change. So one thing I learned over the years, um, and it was way before I used to um, work with you, is that I used to go to see a stylist, right? And I would go with a picture and say, hey, can you do this for me? I'd find something in a magazine and I'd say, hey, can you do this for me? And the first thing they would do, especially like some really cool gay man would say, I can do whatever, I can blah, blah, blah. And I never had a consultation with them. So I I was so excited that they can do this look on my hair without even knowing if it was the same texture, right? I just knew I wanted the look. And every time I would leave disappointed. I mean, this happened to me for so long that one thing I've learned is to go in. Now that I know my hair, I will say, this is what I want. And then if it goes wrong, it's on me. Then it's on me. But I've I've decided to stop letting people talk me into what what they think would look good on me, especially without a proper consultation, because their style, their idea of style could be different than my idea of style. And most of the time it was. (laughs) And um, this is where I also say, look at your stylist. We are an image of what we do. Right. Now, it's also important to look at who's giving you your consultation, right? Yes. Because if they're not the proper image of what they're doing, right, how are they going to give you what you want? Yes, bada bing, bada boom. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and, you know, right? um, you know, it's it's very, especially, you know, going to you know, a salon, not knowing anybody. These are the factors that I believe everybody should take in when they do make a hair appointment. You know, again, look at the stylist, go to a master stylist, make sure that they ask about the texture of your hair, what it will take to achieve your goal. Right. Because we all have goals. And sometimes we cannot meet that goal in just one session. So sometimes, like I say to you, right? It's going to take a few times before I can achieve your goal. Right. So, you know, we could do miracles. It's also the integrity of the hair, right? So, yes, I can achieve this, but you're going to have hair on your head at the end. You know, are you going to go home and your hair's going to feel brittle and dry? You know, you want to do it the proper way. Well, and the integrity of the stylist, right? Because someone will go in with jet black hair and say, I want to leave a blonde today. And you're right. That's not achieved in one sitting. So if someone promises you that, then that's already not a person that you really want to have do your hair. Exactly. Because to, you know, again, to maintain the integrity of the hair, you can't take the hair from black and make it 
you know, this silver blonde that everybody is coming in for these icy tones in one sitting. It's not, you know, you have to, you know, go through a lot of levels of color to get there. Can we eventually get there? Yes. But you have to give it a chance. You know, it also takes patience. And if somebody is willing to have the patience to get there, because, you know, everybody wants everything in a minute. Right. And and so do I. But there is only so much we could do. Some people are practical and come to me with practical, you know, pictures and practical and will say to me, I understand this. I understand, you know, my texture is not the same. I understand, you know, my hair's not straight or so. And, and that's when I can really work with them, you know, right. when they're more understanding. And again, I will meet them halfway and say, you know, I think we can change this, this and that. Especially I want everybody to go home and be able to do it when they get home. Right. On a daily basis, because I, yeah, I can, you can leave here and, you know, it looks exactly like the picture. But when you get home, is it going to look exactly like the picture tomorrow after you wash? Okay, but Gina, let me just say something because you've been doing my hair for a long time. I used to watch the way you would blow out my hair to the down to the, well, if I use the same barrel size of the brush that she's using, maybe I can, and I would always consult you to what should I get? What so I can do it at home? I would go home and just try to do it the way your hand moved. Okay. I studied everything. I got the right brush you got. I spent $300 on a hair dryer, on a blower, everything. And my hair would never look the way you did it. So like, let's be real with that. I mean, yes. It's not going to look exactly. Was it close to it? Because you can't get at the angles, right? That I get at. Right. I just want you to be at least quarters the way and be happy with it. And I want it to work for you on a daily basis. Is it going to look exactly the way I do it? No, realistically, absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) And it never did, but it helps. But I try my best for, I want, I want them to be happy and I want to make it easy for their lifestyle at home. So I think what's interesting is that um, I think after all of those years of me going to a stylist and then they wouldn't get it right, the game changer for me is when I used to see this woman on the street all the time and I was like, mm-hmm. she's so beautiful. And that's Nida. You're like client for I don't, a million years, right? I'm and I would not only was did I love her hairstyle, but her color was the right color for her. And I was like, dang it, who does her hair? And one day I just had the courage to say, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to ask you this, but every time I see you, I'm like obsessed with your hair. And she told me you did her hair and I travel to a whole nother borough to get my hair done, which most people don't do. I take a bridge with a toll um, Mm -hmm. both ways to go all the way to you just to get my hair done. And you know, I have, well, your mother used to do my hair before you. Your mother was my stylist. And then mm-hmm. when she passed, you became my stylist. But mm-hmm. um, the interesting thing is that you're absolutely right. I've never, and Gina, I'm not saying this to, I'm just saying the truth. Never a day in my life when I've gone to do my hair with you, even if I've met you outside of the salon or what, I've never seen your hair 
looking crazy, like you need to get it done. Like you never in so many years, your hair is just always healthy and shiny. And I think that counts for a lot. You're right. If you're going to someone that they look the part that you want to achieve and that hair care is important to them, no matter what you spend on your hair. So important. I feel like if they don't take pride in themselves and their hair, standing behind a chair, how are they going to take pride in you? Yeah, exactly. And for me, me, my hair is my biggest accessory. And most people, I had someone come up to me on the street a couple of weeks ago, I kid you not. And they say, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you. And I was like, I don't know the person. They just live in my building. And I was like, oh, okay, what's up? And they're like, you know, um, I want to do my hair like this, like that, like that. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not a hairstylist. And they were like, you're not? And I was like, no, I'm a wardrobe stylist. But, you know, that's a testament to you, right, that I do get stopped a lot and people think I'm a hairstylist. And I'm like, because I can look at people's hair and say, I think you should do this or that, but I'm not going to style it. And it's because you you have the vibe and you have the vision. You have to have the vision. You see, yeah. you, And that's a gift, Eliza, to you. Gina, what are three myths about hair that everybody should know? You know, like only wash with cold water or or all those things people say. (laughs) Like, what are things that are like, I don't know why people say this about hair, but it's not true and don't do it. Can you give us at least three things? So one thing is that you cannot color your hair when you're pregnant. I believe that that's a myth. Okay. Um, I personally never heard of anybody having any kind of complication because of color in their okay. head. That's good. I know. colored my hair. Yeah. I colored my hair my whole entire pregnancy. And I I really truly believe it's a myth because there's nothing ever proven that it can hurt you or the baby. Right. So I personally believe that that's a myth. Again, it's nothing's ever been proven, but I always do say, yes, the doctor, if you feel better. And I have to say that there have been plenty of pregnant women that continued and said that the doctor says it's fine. So to me, that's a myth. Um, That's a good one. That's a really good one. I also, organic hair color is better. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So what does that mean? Does that mean organic hair color in a bottle or or organic? Whether it be a... You know, a bottle or a tube or a um, a henna or they come with, um, yeah, mostly the henna, you know, is 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 better than other. Yes, there are different levels of and different lines of hair color. Okay, but just because it says it's organic, you still there is a derivative of it's like having Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Right. There has to be a derivative of something in it that will actually open up the cuticle of the hair, penetrate in, and come back out and seal. That is the only way that color will take on white hair. So I don't believe that just because it says it's organic, that it is necessarily better. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Um, What else? One more thing. Oh, that people with fine hair... Should not use conditioner. Oh, I never heard that one before. Mm-hmm. But I could see people think because their hair is fine, right? They think the condition is going to make the hair limp. 
Right. So not true. A lot of, so a lot of stylists will say, oh, just don't use conditioner. And I'm like, wait a minute. Your hair needs a daily, a daily, some sort of daily moisture. Absolutely. So it's like our skin. Right. So, but you know, like myself, my skin is oily. So what do I do? I use an oil-free moisturizer okay. to help control it. It's the same thing with fine hair. It's a matter of finding and using the proper one and not overusing it to feed the hair the proper amount of moisture it needs on a daily basis. Okay. And when, now I want to switch gears a little bit. When people go to get a hair consultation, besides their Mm -hmm. obvious questions, what are three vital questions that a potential client should ask or a client should ask their potential hairstylist during a consultation? I believe that they should ask. Yeah, during the consultation. That do they, they have, well, right. They, do they believe that they have, yes. Do they believe, do they, does the stylist think that they have the texture to achieve their goal? Okay, good. Is a very big question, which I mean, actually, yes, you know, explain to them. But if, if they skip it, listen, sometimes, you know, you forget. And then they should ask, um, depends if you're coming again from dark hair, how many sessions is it going to take to achieve my goal? Uh-huh. Um, and the process, the actual process. Right. So what am I going to leave here? What do you think I'm going to leave here today with? Exactly. Okay. Those are three good questions. And can you tell people something that I learned the hard way? About when I first came to you, I had jet black hair, which I still don't understand whatever mm. made me go Joan Jet. But uh, maybe I was having a Joan Jet moment, right? Yeah, so, Eliza. I never looked good in the jet black hair. But you know, when, I, when you're young, you could do so many different colors, right? And I don't know if I ever told you this, but I had a stylist for a long time when I was very young. And you know what he told me? You can never do highlights. You can never go blonde. Don't ever do it. And I was scared. Nope. I never did. And look at how many years I was a blonde. I don't believe that you can never do anything. Anything is possible with the craft that I do. Yeah, I couldn't believe that he said anything that. Anything is possible. Yeah, he was a very, very um, popular hairstylist. And so I just thought, you know, well, I guess I can never, ever go blonde or do highlights. No, but, um, no. Talk to people mm-hmm. about dyeing their hair jet black from a box and why they should never do that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, no, no, that is a big no. Oh, so um, I explained to everybody when you go into the store and you see these colors and you know, box color, what it does is it goes, it, it all it will do is go on the top of the hair and uh-huh. it just stains the top of the hair. Kind of like putting shoe polish on your shoes. Okay. I see. I see. It just kind of coats it. It doesn't do what professional color does. Professional color will go in. Okay. It will open up the cuticle of the hair. It will penetrate in, feed the hair what it needs, come back out and seal where box color does not do that. It stains the top of the hair like a magic marker. So when it comes to, yes, it's like having like a Sharpie. That's what it does. So when it comes time and a lot of times you're not going to get proper application at home, right? Right. Properly 
you're not going to get proper application, right? So, you know, a lot of times you overlap it, you miss spots. So when it comes time for me to try to take that out, it is most definitely, it's like trying to take spray paint off a wall. Right. And yes. So, you know, I could put bond builders in it, but you know, I mean, it's only going again. It's, it's, it's definitely a challenge and a process and it, down the hair, no matter what, because we're trying now. We're trying to fight. It's like I have to put goof off on it <laughs> <laughs> to try to take it out, and and it's it's again, it's a really big challenge. It's not only black. It's it's because you know they'll come and they'll say, "Well, I didn't use black. I used dark brown." Right. It doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> That's an excellent point because so many people think, well, what's the difference? I'm not going to, I never understand ever when I hear someone saying, and I hear this even on the streets, I'm not going to a salon to pay um, whatever to get my hair. I'll just go to the, and I'm thinking to myself, no, no, it's your hair, your hair. You only get one set of hair for life. Um, so that was a great, thank you so much for clearing that up. And the only reason I asked you because I went through that myself. It took you mm-hmm. months to get that out of my hair. I couldn't believe how much time the process was for you to get that out of my hair. And obviously I oh. never did it again, but it was uh, um, something I always wondered about. And I never use a box color again because I'm terrified of it. But um, <laughs> now I really terrified you, right? Yeah. Oh my Whenever gosh. I just- I again. <laughs> Um, you said earlier that face shape matters when choosing a hairstyle. And I know that to be right. And I know that through you. So are there any apps that you suggest for people? Because now, thank God, imagine that now you have an app before you had to just depends on the stylist, but now an app is a little more helpful because at least you're more prepared when you go to your consultation. So are there any apps that you think are great for this? So I, um, used to work with an app in the salon and i i mean i always just typed in hairstyles for me and the app pops up um there's no actual name to the app you just put in hairstyles for me oh okay okay yes you just put in hairstyles for me i you know i don't really feel that they perfected them to the point where it's still to me they still look like emojis Uh, that's what i was going to ask you or by Okay, got it. Um, to me, okay. they haven't perfected them to the point where I can actually, unless you have a really good vision, uh-huh. which I mean, some people do have a vision and you can take the uh, picture because you could put your face in the app, like on the right. style. And I mean, and if you have a vision, you can get a little bit more of a vision, but it never really looks like it. Okay. So I, Gina, I, this, this was so Good. And I hope that this information was helpful for people. Let me ask you one more question. Um, yes. Should people pick a hairstyle that fits their personality or their lifestyle? I feel it goes together. I feel it goes together. I feel like personality, lifestyle, makeup, clothing. Um, do they wash their hair every day? Are they willing to do it? That creates the perfect look for them okay. and what they're willing. Yes. And my last, oh, wait, yeah. one more question. Um, if there's yes, a, ask me as many as you want. If there's a mm-hmm. favorite hairstyle from any era that you could pick that you're like, I just, it's my favorite hairstyle, even if it's not for you, what hairstyle would that be? 
Oh, the 40s. Oh, I love the 40s. Like those really, really short bobs? Okay. The short bobs, the the beehives, the, you know, the basket weaves. Oh, yes. Okay. The basket, that whole era. That, to me, is real art. I love a lob, like a long bob. Oh, a long bob. It just never looked good on me. I, you did one for me once, and it, it I did. It came out beautiful, but I felt like a soccer mom. I was like, "Oh no, I can't do this. I just, I just don't have the." It's not your personality, though. It's not, but I don't. It, it, also, my hair won't. You know, it'll look great when you do it, but then when I come home, my hair is too thin. I think to do that. And you have to have some kind of thickness and texture for it to look really, really good. And I just didn't have it, plain and simple. So I tried it, loved it, really, really wanted it to work for me, and it didn't. So I gave it up right then and there. But <laughs> Gina, I just, I want to, um, I just want to go over some of the things that we talked about because I think you gave some really great information. So don't ever go to a stylist without getting a proper consultation and if it's you know and they shouldn't charge you for a consultation unless you're going to the highest salon on madison avenue Mm -hmm. so that's that another thing if you have curly hair curly hair does have to be cut in a certain way so make sure that your curly hair cut person is kind of certified in that okay um another thing Mm -hmm. is box color is like putting a paint job or a Sharpie on your hair. So it's not really, your hair doesn't take the color. It's just like a temporary fix. So that is something great. I mean, I don't know if most people knew this, but I really did not know this. And yes, your face shape matters when choosing a hairstyle. And as Gina said, there are plenty apps out there, but the apps, she doesn't think they're perfected enough yet. And they look kind of more like emojis. And to me, there's nothing cute about that. And I've seen it too. I I mean, I know what my hairstyle is, so I don't have to use them, but uh, I wouldn't do that. And is there anything else that I'm forgetting, Gina, that was really important for anybody to know that maybe they learned something today about their hair? Anything I forgot? I hope I hope so. I hope I gave a whole load of information to everybody. Always stay confident. Always feel good. Your hair is your crown and your best accessory. And so just when you're choosing the stylist, choose the right one. And I love that you said the commitment part. That was really, I forgot that was like one of the most Mm -hmm. important. Make sure you're ready to commit to the upkeep of the hairstyle that you get. If you're not willing to commit to it, then don't do it. And some hairstyles, especially with hair color, which is a whole nother ballgame, but hair color Mm -hmm. can be. Um, you It can be achieved in processes, not in one sitting. So just be very careful with that. Gina, thank you so much. I have a hair appointment tomorrow. I can't wait to see you because this hair, I just, you know me, I'm very particular and a pain in the ass when it comes to my hair. But can you please tell my listeners where they can find you if they want to know more about hair and, and your great products because I love your products like your hairspray. I love the blow it out hairspray. You have three different nozzles on the same bottle. So I can Mm -hmm. get light holds. I can get the strongest hold. So talk, let people know where they can find you on the internet. 
Well, my um, my hairspray does have three controls. It's called Control It. Um, the nozzle actually controls the pressure in the bottle. So that's how you get three different holes. Love it. Um, because light, medium, and high hold is all controlled by the pressure. So if nobody knew, um, you can find me on Instagram, blow it out and why all of my information is there. Drop the W. Don't forget that. It's B L O I T. Okay. So B L O I T and Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all my information's right there. My phone number. You can come, you can inbox me for appointment, and I will be more than happy to meet everybody. Ah, uh, thank you so much, Gina. Thank you for dropping your expertise. You're certainly welcome. Here on the podcast, I think it's so important. Hair is our number one accessory, right? Especially yes, in you, we live that. Like our hair is our thing. So we live that. So thank you so much. I hope you guys um, got something from this. Comment. Join the conversation. Get at me on Instagram. Get at me on a wardrobe boss podcast on Instagram. Contact Gina. This is about not just us, but you too. So join the conversation. Subscribe, comment, like, rate, tell a friend. Wardrobe podcast right here on Apple Podcasts and wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Thank you, Gina. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Eliza, for having me. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Edited by Ken Johnson. Associate producer, Lauren Turner. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.